Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education Baby Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.dcmp.org slash learn slash 658 to enter and keep on enjoying audio description. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hi everybody. This is Ron Miller. I am the blindness technology uh, product specialist with uh, Vespero, and with me is... Hi, I'm Liz. I'm with the user education and training team. She is phenomenal. The whole training team is phenomenal. And uh, we're going to talk about using the Focus Braille display with iOS, which I do and Liz does as well. So we are going to be able to do that. Oh, I was going to ask you, Liz, can you park in the uh, the chat dialogue uh, field and make sure I don't miss any questions I should miss? Because I'm going to be looking at my, uh, sure. my notes. Yeah, no Super. problem. Good. Covered. So Liz will keep an eye on your questions, and uh, that way we can field any that need to be done. And uh, at the end of our presentation time, I'll try and watch the clock and make sure we've got some time for just open question and answer kind of things. So we're going to talk about the Focus Braille display, and I'll just start with it. I think that the Focus has been around long enough now that most people know what it is, but I want to still give you a little bit of an overview about the display itself because it is, it is, in my opinion, the best display that we've ever done and the most rugged display on the market. It's got the best display uh, for Braille out there. It's comparable with, with uh, those that have um, the nicest feeling Braille. And I... I Where'd you go, Ron? I don't want to say ours there is the are. best because I haven't felt everybody that uh, people report. Oh. Um, got, uh, we lost got you there for wow. a second, Ron. Uh, yeah, you just pretend oh, that it didn't did I, happen did and I'll away? fix it. Yeah, she did. You did for a few seconds, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you edit out any awkward, uh, weird sounds that, that I, I ache. That's what I get and, paid uh, the big buck for. That's right. Well, where, where did I leave off? Uh, you were talking about Braille displays. Oh. Well, okay. And the best so, feeling brown, things like that. Mm-hmm. There you go. So best I'll give experience. you a couple, three seconds of uh, daylight between these words and the next words, and then we'll go. Our Braille displays are, in my opinion, some of the best uh, feeling displays around. We have worked very hard to make sure that our Braille quality is very good. The dot firmness is great. Our pin shapes are great. The tops are the nice hair, hemispherical that nice hemispherical shape you'd want that you'd have with paper braille. So we're very, very pleased with that. The top surface of our display is seamless. The whole top housing is seamless. So you have kind of a, oh, sort of a paper braille feel. And also because the top housing is seamless, there are no cell caps. If the display is dropped, uh, bumped upside down, the cell caps aren't going to come out and the pins aren't going to go everywhere. The unit is made uh, with aluminum and steel. It is very durable. 
uh, we drop test it to uh, mill spec standards just to be sure that if you've got a student or somebody and it accidentally slips out of your hands and drops a foot or so, it's not going to go uh, and, and uh, splat. So the controls on the Focus uh, are very, very well mapped by Apple. And we're going to talk about that in the context of iOS because you can tell that the, the Apple accessibility team took a lot of time to, to use our controls. Something that a lot of people don't realize is that the commands that you use, the way that uh, the Braille keys, I should add that the, the Focus does have a Perkins-style Braille keyboard on top as well, but the, the commands that are invoked when you press dot key combinations or you press other controls are not something that we actually implement. We don't put those into our display. The maker of the screen reader, whether it's VoiceOver or JAWS or any other screen reader, the screen reader developer actually sets those up and maps out what those commands are. And the accessibility team at Apple did a great job in taking advantage of a lot of our controls and using them in their Apple commands. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. For those of you who are able to see the screen, I've got a picture in this case of the top view of the Focus 40 Blue. The Focus Braille display does come in three sizes, 14, 40, and 80 cells. I'll be showing you pictures of the Focus 14 and Focus 40. Those are the two which lend themselves the best to being carried and paired with an iPhone, iPod, iPad, any of those. Uh, you can... You can pair them and carry them away with you. I, I carry a Focus 40 Blue. Uh, I'm enough of a Braille reader that I want uh, I want a lot of, of Braille cells without having this display that's too large. So I go with 40 cells. That makes for very smooth reading. And um, I don't have pictures of the Focus 80. My apologies. That's something I can provide if you want that. I'll be easy to reach. On the top of the display, we have the Perkins Braille keys, the Braille display. And at either end of that Braille line is a nav rocker, which lets you uh, either, the left nav rocker lets you flick up or flick down, the same as taking your finger and, and flicking up or down on the screen of your phone. And above the nav rocker is a little round button. It is the nav mode button. And if you press that, it is the same as double tapping on an item to uh, select, a, to open an item or invoke an item or launch an app. At the right end of the Braille line, is another nav rocker and that if you use it will act the same as if you were flicking left or right on the screen and above that is another nav mode button pressing that again is the same as double tapping on an item above each braille cell is a cursor router button and those perform a couple of functions if you're on the home screen or somewhere else where you can invoke things maybe you're on a web page in safari and you can invoke a link or activate a button or something if you tap a cursor router, uh, it will be the same as double tapping on the item uh, that you have on the Braille display. Got a picture of the front and side views of the Focus Braille display. The only thing on the sides of these Braille displays on the left side is the power button and the USB port. It's a USB Type-C port, so it's very easy to, uh, to connect a cable. You don't have to worry about having it right side up. Either direction works just fine. The power button, of course, works like most other power buttons. You press and hold it until the unit activates. On the front of the display 
our uh, our panning buttons to move your your uh, Braille left or right through the document so you can read uh, by Braille display length. There are rocker bars, and those have some neat functions. The left rocker bar, and we'll come back to this. I don't feel like overwhelmed. The left rocker bar uh, will let you move through a document or a set of screens, depending how things are set up or a web page. Um, it moves. It is the same as performing a page up or page down command. So if you rock the rocker bar up, it performs a page up command. Rock it down, it performs a page down command. Uh, the right rocker bar on the front of the display performs a page left or page right command. So, for example, on the home screen, you might be used to doing a, a three-finger flick left to pull the, the next home window over, the next page of the home screen over, uh, or a flick right with three fingers to move back to the previous uh, home page, if you will. And you can use the rocker bars instead to perform those same tasks. So you can see how they've used, they being the Apple folks, have used the... Uh, the controls in some really unique ways. And uh, what's really nice is your fingers stay on the Braille display. You don't have to reach up to the Braille writer keys, the Perkins keys, and enter commands. We'll talk about those commands in a few. But you can just leave your fingers on the keys, on the Braille, excuse me, as you're reading, and perform those commands. Got a picture of the Focus 14. It's a top view. And uh, it's basically the same as the 40, except it has 14 cells instead of 40 and a front and side view of the Focus 14. So uh, because I I have shared my screen, I'll leave it up for anybody who wants to kind of follow along. Uh, there's a lot of notes, and I am going to tell you that we're going to hopscotch through these notes, um, and uh, I'll speak to you the points I think are salient and worth talking about. Something I do want you to know is that the focus blue line of Braille displays, the 14, the 40, and even the 80, if you want 80 cells uh, to read with, will work with the entire family uh, of iOS devices, the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad. It will also work with your Mac computer. Okay. Uh, something to take note of is that the focus fifth generation Braille displays are supported by iOS 11 and later. Um, it's difficult to run an older version of iOS if you've got a new phone, but if you've got an, an older iOS device, um, it, it, you may not be able to run it with, you may not be able to, it, how do I say this? It may not support the Focus Blue fifth generation line if, it, if you cannot at least bring it up to iOS 11 or a later build. Okay. So let's talk about pairing your iPhone with your Focus Braille display. And uh, that is something that people ask about. Uh, there are directions, but it's still, there can be some confusion. One of the biggest things that happens when people who are new to iOS, new to Braille, or maybe they've used iOS for a long time but haven't used a Braille display, um, one of the things that everybody tends to try to do I did it myself at the beginning because I didn't sit and read the manual first. <laughs> um, is they will uh, open up settings and go to Bluetooth settings and go to pairing, and there the if your if your focus is turned on, it'll appear there, and they'll attempt a pairing, and it won't be successful. You actually cannot pair your Focus Blue Braille display with your iOS device through the Bluetooth pairing uh, on that screen. You need to do it through 
voiceovers, braille settings. So we're going to do that together, and we'll walk through that. Okay. So what you're going to do first is you're going to turn on your focus braille display so that the iPhone can find it. And the one that we're using, I've got turned on. And then you're going to open up the settings uh, in Bluetooth settings. Make sure that Bluetooth is turned on. The other way you can do that is uh, press and hold the home button, or if you've got one of the newer phones, uh, invoke uh, your Siri command and just tell it to turn on Bluetooth. And I'm not going to go through that step because I've already already done that. I do use um, Bluetooth with my Braille display a lot on the phone that we're using. So I'm going to open up settings. My phone has probably locked itself, so bear with me for a moment. Oh, it didn't. Hey, what do you know? Speech on. Page one of four. Adjustable. So let's go. I'm going to... App switcher. Settings. Active. I'm going to go into settings. Settings. We're going to scroll down to and double tap on accessibility. Search. Dictate. Ronald. Airplane. Wife. Bluetooth. Cellular. Personal. Notive. Sound. Do not. Di- screen top. General. Control. Display and brightness. Home screen. Accessibility. There it is. Button. Accessibility features help you customize your iPhone for your individual needs. And thank you very much for that. And we're going to move down to, we're going to flick down uh, to voiceover. And we'll double tap on voiceover. Voice, home, voice, home button. <laughs> Sorry. Button. Set, access, accessibility features help vision. Voiceover. There we on. go. Button. Voiceover. On. Okay. So we've got that. And we're going to go down to Braille and double tap on Braille settings. Voiceover speaks items on the screen. Tap one, double tap, learn more. Voiceover, speaking, speaking, speech, Braille. Focus 40 BD 3289 EB82 button. Now, because I use a Braille display all the time with this iPhone, it says, oh, I already have a Braille display there. It's, it's, it's mentioning that display. And that's okay. We're still going to go on in, into Braille settings, and we'll pair with another Braille display I have sitting here so you can see how the process works. Output contracted button. Now, when you go into Braille settings in new versions of iOS, new being in the last, what, three or four versions, guys, something like that, you'll notice they've added some things. If you're new to iOS, you may not notice that, but if you've been around for a while, they've added some things that you can change and you can activate. Braille, heading. Okay, so we'll move down through them. Output, contracted, button, input, contracted. Button. So you have output and input. You can control what kind of Braille you're seeing or reading. And uh, Apple lets you actually control your input and output Braille settings independently. Braille screen input. Contracted. Button. And Braille screen input's been around for a few versions now. It's kind of handy. If you don't have a Braille display, you don't want to carry one. Uh, you've got Braille screen input. So instead of dragging your fingertip around that touch keyboard, you actually can set your phone up so that you can use it with your fingers on the touch screen and input Braille, uncontracted or contracted, whatever you prefer. Uh, I've, I've used it, and it is pretty handy because it makes for much more rapid input than, at least for me, than dragging my finger around the touch screen. Braille tables, one button. Okay, you can select the Braille tables that you use. Mine says one because I haven't tried to add any, but you can download and add Braille tables. Uh, this might be really handy if you're 
Uh, you're multilingual. You're reading other languages. You can add other Braille tables. Status cells button. And you can turn status cells on and off. I tend to leave mine off. It's personal preference. But uh, I want those cells to show me text. Equations use NEMF code. On. That's pretty self-explanatory if you're doing math. Show on-screen keyboard. On. And that lets you decide whether you want to see that on-screen keyboard we talked about. Are you going to drag your finger around it or are you going to use your Braille display? Turn pages when panning. On. Word wrap. On. Word wrap, I'll comment on briefly. Word wrap is uh, the feature which tells the your iOS device whether a word uh, or a, a character string should reach all the way to the very last cell of your Braille display, regardless of whether you're going to be cutting a word off when you pan to the next line. So if I have a sentence on my display and it ends with the word permanent, if all I can fit on my display is P-E-R sign M, and then I've got a pan to see A-N-E-N sign T, so I've got perm and then an end shows up on the next line, I can make a decision and have iOS either go ahead and do that, and I just will say, okay, there's perm and then an end on the other line, or I can have iOS say, no, that's not going to fit. And it will just leave off P-E-R-M, and when I pan, it will show the entire word permanent on the next line. And the cells that would have been filled by the, the part of that word just remain blank. Um, again, it's a personal preference. I understand that a lot of people, uh, especially I've been told by uh, folks in Europe, they like word wrap turned off because they don't care if that word wraps. They're not reading contracted Braille. There's no confusion for them. Um, I know for me, I leave word wrap on because depending on what word I'm looking at, uh, if it breaks in an unfortunate spot, I'm going to be confused by what I'm reading. So, for example, the word perform in contracted Braille, P-E-R sign F-O-R sign M, if, if only the first two cells in the word perform are going to fit at the end of that line, I'm going to say per, then I'm going to tab, or tab, sorry, I'm going to pan and see the word form. And I could make a mistake depending on the sentence and something about per form and keep reading. So there's some, there's some pros and cons to having word wrap turned on and off. And you just, by default, it's on, at least in, in English localized phones. I don't know about any others, but you can turn it off. Okay. Turn page word wrap on alert display duration 1S. Button. That lets you know how long a, uh, an alert message will show up before it disappears. Ignore cord duration, 0.5S. We're going to go button. past that. Auto advance duration, 5S. If you, like, uh, if you like auto advance, how it advances your Braille display, you can set how many second intervals uh, it will be between uh, advance display advances. Choose a Braille display. Heading. Okay, we've made it to choose a Braille display. Hope I didn't belabor all of those too long for you. So, choose a Braille display is what we wish to do. I'll flick right one more time. Output. Contracted. Button. Uh-oh, I, I fat-fingered it. My apologies. It Braille's Braille stat equation show turn word alert ignore auto choose a Braille display. Heading. There is a moral here. Don't just touch your finger down inadvertently because you will move your... Uh, uh, your voiceover box around the screen. So let's go back. We're back to choose a Braille display. In progress. Heading. 
VoiceOver says in progress. It's it's looking for Braille displays all the time. If I turned on another Braille display, it would be added to the list of displays that we're going to look at in just a moment. If I turn off a Braille display, that display will disappear from the list. So it is in progress. It's not lying to you. It is looking and looking and looking and and uh, noticing if a new display were to show up or two or three, and they will be added to the list. This is always a challenge for us when we're at conferences, the NFB or the ACB conference or CSUN or any of those where there's a lot of Braille displays in the room. Um, some folks want to come and look at our Braille displays. I know at the, the ACB uh, summer uh, convention uh, when we were uh, at Union Station, um, which was a neat hotel like the train station hotel, but that exhibit hall was full of Braille displays. And so uh, we were, people wanted to pair their phone or their iPad and see how our focus would work with it. And it was a challenge uh, because people would walk in and out of range with their displays. And so the, the list would keep changing. So that happens. It's always looking for new input here, new displays. I'm going to flick right. Selected. Focus 40 BD 3289 EB82. Connected. Connected. So Button. My, my current Braille display is listed Actions as... Actions available. <laughs> Thank you. My current Braille display is listed as connected. I'll flick right again. Focus 40 BD 32 EF 9939. Not paired. I've Button. Got a, I've got a Braille display not paired. So here is the thing you need to know about that long string of letters or numbers it just read. Letters and numbers. All of our Braille displays have a distinctive Bluetooth address, and many others do this as well. So when you're looking for the Braille display to pair, you may need to look at that that uh, Bluetooth address. Now, it's the only other powered-up display in my entire house, so this list has exactly two, the paired display and this other Focus 40 Blue, which is not paired. But let's let's look at this for just a moment. If you need to find out how to see what your Bluetooth address is, you tap the menu button one time with the display powered up. Now, I, I strongly suggest you perform this pairing without any other active connections being made to your Bluetooth, uh, to your, uh, I suggest you perform any other, any pairings without any other active connections being made with your focus Braille display. That way you're not having to try and come in and out of an active connection. Okay, so you just power the unit on. There are no active connections, and you press the menu button, which is between dots one and four. And immediately you will see focus, and then depending on what you're using, 14, 40, or 80. Mine says focus 40, BT, and then a string of numbers and letters. Mine says 32EF9939. Now, this is the only display in the room that I need to find. Um, I find it sufficient, even when we're in, a, in an exhibit hall full of displays, usually I can just look at those last four digits, even if there are a number of other focused Braille displays showing up. So I would look for 9939. To get out of the, um, the configuration menu in which we're reading this Bluetooth address, you press the left selector button, which is on the front of the Braille display, and that dismisses it. So we're going to double tap on our Braille display. I'll flick right one more time so you can hear this again. Focus 40 BD 32 EF 9939. So not know, paired. We know that's button. the right one. I'm going to double tap on it. The pairing screen will come up. I'm going to enter 0000, which is the, uh, the code that the display is looking for. All of our displays use that code. And then at the top right corner of the screen, there's a pair button. I'm just going to park my finger there and double tap on pair. Here we go. 
Focus 40 BD32 EF9939. Pin. Secure Tech 2. 5. 8. 0. 0. 0. 0. Pin. Pair. Button. Selected. Focus 40 BD32 EF9939. Connected. Connected. Button. So you heard that kind of little music. Actions musical. available. Selected. Focus 40 BD32 EF9930. Thank you. That's enough. I keep forgetting it's going to tell me that. Anyway, so we heard the little musical sound that says it's actually paired. It's working with the Braille display. Okay. Now, I am going to, I am going to do things a little different. I'm going to switch back to my other Braille display, which is in front of me. So bear with me a moment. Focus 40 BD3289 EB82. Connected. Connected. Focus 40 BD3289 EB82. Connected. And I'm doing that because the Braille display that I'm using with my computer to read these notes is the same Braille display that I normally have paired with my phone, and it is the display that is directly in front of me. So it'll be easier to drive the focus when we come to it uh, to show you that. Okay. So that is how you pair your Focus Braille display with your iOS device. Okay, and I hope you found that useful and not boring for those of you who haven't done this before. Let's talk about iOS commands for a few minutes. Uh, the, the commands that are used with your iOS device uh, on the Focus, because of the fact that the Apple development team mapped uh, our controls out so nicely, a lot of the commands that are available to you can be done in a couple of different ways. They can be done from the Braille keyboard, and we'll talk about some of those. And a lot of them can actually be performed using the controls on the focus itself, as I said earlier, so that your hands don't have to come off the Braille display. For example, to move uh, page up and page down if you're in an, an ebook, uh, to move left and right, page left and page right if you're on Kindle or whatever. So it gives you those kinds of flexibilities, and we'll talk about that. If you ever want to try out commands to find out what they do, VoiceOver does have a help feature, and you press you press K chord. That's one three, and chord means with a space bar. So K chord Selected. is focus forty BD three. Thank you. K chord is K plus space bar, and K chord will put you into a help mode, and you can see what things do. So let's do K chord. Starting help to stop help. Perform a four finger double tap or two finger scrub, or press escape on the keyboard. Great. Okay. So, for example, if I wanted to uh, move from item to item, as if I were flicking left and right, I can press dot four chord, dot four with space bar. Dot four, space bar, insert a space. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, or dot one chord. Dot one, space bar, delete the last character. Now, that confounds me a little because if I do that normally, that's not what it does. Um, I'm going to press H chord, H with space. And it doesn't like my command. So let's do B chord, which does get us out of the help mode. Stopping help. Which doesn't prove as helpful as I'd like it to. <laughs> but we'll, That's the beauty of doing live performance demo stuff, right? So let's talk a little bit about how to do uh, the back command. And you saw that a moment ago just now with B chord. If I press B chord. Braille. Focus 40 BD 3289 EB82. It's the same as pressing, uh, doing a two-finger scrub. 
to do the back command or going to the top of the screen and double tapping on the back button. So I can do it with B chord, but let us say for a moment that I want to keep my fingers on the Braille display and I want to perform a back button command. I can do that by pressing the left selector button, the left selector button, which is on the front of the Braille display. So I'm looking at my Braille display and I want to, this is not what I want. I want to go back another level in help, uh, sorry, in settings. Voice over on button. Okay. I'll do it again. Now I'm in general settings. I'll go back again. I'm sorry. I'm in uh, uh, accessibility settings. I'll go back again. Accessibility button. Now I'm on the main screen and, and I'm looking at the accessibility button. If I do back again, there are no more. I can't go any further back. I'm on the main uh, settings screen. So I can do those commands, that back button command, using the left, the left selector button. To press the home key without touching your phone, you press H chord, H with space. Clock, 3.29 p.m. And I'm on the home uh, screen. Now let's go ahead and press dot four chord. Everbridge, photos, camera, accessibility-related exposure, same as flicking right on my, uh, on my phone screen. If I press dot one chord. Camera, photo, Everbridge, clock, 3.29 p.m. It's the same as pressing or flicking left, sorry. And I'm going to move one item over by flicking right, or in this case, pressing dot four chord. Everbridge, one new item. I wanted to do that to get off of clock, so clock didn't keep telling us the time. So there are a number of those kinds of commands available right from the Perkins keyboard. But remember, if you ever need to experiment, you want to see what stuff does, you can press K chord, K with space, and that will start the voiceover help. You can press B with space, B chord, to uh, to stop help and put you back into wherever you were, wherever you left off. The reading commands, well, there's a number of type of commands. Uh, there are reading commands, general commands, focus blue commands. And uh, let's look at just a few of these. I know I've got a pretty extensive list here. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them because it is a fairly long list. So we'll just look at a few that that are noteworthy because it'll help get you started if you're just going to be starting with uh, VoiceOver and Braille. We already looked at move to the previous and move to the next item, dot one chord and dot four chord. Uh, to pan your Braille display left or right, you have two ways of doing this. You could press dot two chord and dot or dot five chord, but that means you have to take your hands off the Braille display. So if you're reading along, reading a good novel, perhaps, in, in, with your Kindle reader, and uh, you are, it's getting really good, you keep, having, you keep having to take your hands off the display to pan, that could be a little frustrating. So instead, at either end of the front panel of the Focus 40 or 80, and uh, more centrally located on the Focus 14, because it's a smaller unit, there is a left and a right panning button. And you can accomplish your pan left or pan right command without pressing dot dot uh, two quarter dot five quarter simply by reaching down with your thumb and pressing pan left or pressing pan right so that uh, that makes for an easier way to do those commands to move to the first element uh of the uh, of the screen you can press l with space dots one two three space to move to the last item on the screen or to the bottom of a, of a block of text uh, or a page of text i should say a text screen <laughs> you can press dots four five six chord and uh, that's pretty universal, I think, around uh, sort of uh, note-taking and screen reading uh, in the world in general. To 
to move uh, left or right by a page. We talked about this, remember? You'd press the left, uh, sorry, you'd press the right rocker bar up to move left, right rocker bar down to move right. To move up and down by page, you can press your left rocker bar up and down. So a number of movement commands that you can use. Um, reading commands. You catch up. I'm, I'm going ahead of myself in my notes. Sorry about that. Reading commands are also available from the uh, from the Braille keyboard. Uh, you can do things like read from your current location forward. Now, this would be using speech. You can press R chord, R with space. If you want to make it read from the top of the screen to the bottom, you would press W chord. So those commands, you can invoke them from your Braille display. Uh, I don't know how often you're going to use them simply because they're, they're speech commands, but you may if you're sitting there and you've got an earbud in your ear and you still want to drive the Braille display. Something I do want to tell you, and it's important to note, is things are a little bit different in iOS land than they are in, in other places uh, with other screen readers, with other note takers. So, for example, instead of just, uh, well, they've, they've, I guess, changed it currently. But in the past, if you wanted to do backspace, you had to press dot seven chord. Enter was dot eight chord. Uh, believe that has changed in the last few builds. So you can now use dot seven and dot eight, those kind of things. But in the past, there had been some differences uh, in in what you encountered. So there they've worked that. Uh, so it's much more different. Also, to activate return, you can press dot one five chord. Or you can press dot eight. Another command I'd like to be sure that you know um, is the command that will let you cycle between six dot braille, eight dot braille, or contracted braille input. And you do that by pressing it's a dropped H, so dots two, three, six chord. And that actually cycles you between all three types of Braille input. So six-dot Braille input would be uncontracted literary Braille. Okay, so dot six is uh, capital indicator, drop T is period, all the stuff that you know. But it's literary Braille. If you press the dropped H chord again, move to eight-dot Braille, that is that is basically computer Braille. It's your eight-dot Braille input, um, at least in the context of English localization. I can't speak for other localizations. And, of course, if you press that again, it is contracted Braille, and that would be whatever contracted Braille preference you've set. By default, iOS is, is coming up with Universal English, English Braille, UEBC. Uh, it is common in, I think, all or almost all English-speaking countries now. There may be some that have not accepted, but you can change that. So that changes your Braille input. You can have them set to do different things. If you want to, to change your Braille output, you would use G with spacebar, G chord. And that would let you again cycle between 6.braille, which is your uncontracted literary Braille, 8.braille, so computer Braille, and contracted Braille. And it would let you do that kind of thing. Um, We've talked about some of the specific commands for the controls on the focus. We've talked about how pressing the left selector button is the same as pressing the back button or double tapping on the back button, remember? We've talked about the panning buttons for moving backward and forward through text uh, by display length. 
left rocker bar is page up, page down. Right rocker bar is page left, page right. But the other, there are two selector buttons on the focus, and the other selector button does something that's kind of cool. If you press the right selector button with an incoming call, you can answer that call. So you don't have to get your phone out and double tap the screen to answer it. You just press the right selector button and it'll pick up the call. When you're done with the call, you can press it again and it'll hang that call up. The other thing it does is if you're playing audio, I, I do this all the time when I'm playing a, an NLS Bard book, a talking book, or if I'm listening to streaming audio, if you press the right selector button, and I'll do that now, maybe. <laughs> My phone locked. Sorry. Hang on. 336 o'clock. 3.36 p.m. Okay, now I'll do it. Today. Explore Safety Harbor. Loading. On FS Cast 195, we'll meet civil rights activists. And I'll push it again. So it starts and stops audio. That is a good FS Cast, but we won't listen to the whole thing. So that control lets you start and stop audio, pick up and hang up a call, do a number of things that uh, that you can do. And again, your fingers stay on the Braille display. You don't have to move off to uh, to fire that command using the right selector button. Okay. So that is some of the commands in a nutshell. And that all works when you're using iOS with your iPhone. Let me tell you about uh, two locking features that are available to you with your uh, with your Focus Braille display. And again, these are things I think I really want you to know because if you inadvertently invoke either of them, it can lead to con- some confusion. All of a sudden, you will think your Braille display is not working like you want it to. You're, perhaps you're in a text message and you want to use the Braille keyboard to send a reply, which I do all the time. Uh, I far prefer it to dragging my finger around the touch keyboard or even... I prefer it even to on-screen Braille input, um, which does work, but I, I just like using my uh, my Focus and the Focus Braille keyboard for sending texts, doing that kind of thing, or if I'm composing notes and doing that. So there is a keyboard lock available. The keyboard lock was implemented. We had a lot of people asking to be able to lock just the Perkins keyboard on their Braille display. They'd be using their, their display with their phone in a car, riding along, and maybe you, you hit a bump and your fingers would kind of hit the Braille keys, and you'd enter stuff or fire commands that you didn't mean to do. And so we wanted to to accommodate that. So there's now a keyboard lock, and invoking this lock, enabling this lock, will lock up, uh, you know, disable the, uh, the Perkins Braille keys. So dots one through eight plus the space bar, but it'll leave all of the other controls active. So you won't accidentally enter text or uh, do any of the uh, commands that are fired from the, uh, the Perkins keyboard. To, to do that command, here's what you need to do. Okay. Um, you need to, if you've got an active connection, so you're seeing Braille output on your Braille display, you're going to tap the menu button one time so that the status line appears. And the status line is the line that shows you uh, the clock is there and your, your battery charge percentage, that line. If you tap your menu button once, if you have an active connection, that status line appears. And what you're going to do is, uh, once the status line appears, is you're going to press and hold. uh, You're going to press a cursor router button. Any cursor router button will do. And then while while you're holding the cursor router button, you'll tap the left 
nav mode button. Remember, the left nav mode button is the little round button that's above the nav rocker at the left end of the Braille line. So it's on the top surface of your focus Braille display. So hold a cursor router key down, tap the left nav mode button, and a little padlock symbol. It looks, it feels like a kind of a closed padlock will appear toward the right end of the Braille display. And those keys will now be disabled. The, the, the Perkins keys will be disabled. If you want to if you want to turn that locking feature off so you can use the Braille keys, uh, the command is almost identical. It's a mirror image of what you just did. You'll press and hold any cursor router that you want, and you'll tap the right nav mode button and then release them both. Okay, so press cursor router and hold it. Tap the, the right nav mode button, which again is above the right nav rocker at the end of the Braille line, and release. And that'll unlock the, uh, the Braille keyboard. Now, there's another control lock that we've implemented. Uh, we've gotten requests to be able to lock up all of the controls except the rocker bars that are on the front on the front of the display and the panning buttons. So some people want to have all of those controls disabled except those two sets of controls for reading through text. So if you invoke this command, it will lock up everything on the top surface of your Braille display and most of the controls on the front. So I'll say again, all the controls except for the rocker bars on the front panel and the panning buttons on the front panel will be locked by performing this command. And again, you'll perform this command with the status line in view. So if you've got an active uh, connection, you'll need to tap the menu button once so the status line appears. Then you press and hold the menu button, tap the left nav mode button, and release them both. And when you do that, all the controls except for the, the rocker bars and the panning buttons will be locked. To, to turn this uh, lock feature off, to disable it, again, it's, it's a mirror image of the command you just did. You press and hold the menu button, and you tap the right nav mode button, the button over the right nav rocker at the end of the Braille line. And that is how that that is how that's done. So let me see if we have any questions. Hey, Liz, have you seen any uh, any questions come up? Actually, I think um, I don't think you guys have the chat enabled. Do you? you're doing no. it? Oh, no chat. Okay, but we do have Lucy who can yes. check yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, well, we're open for questions. Um, hopefully, everybody's awake. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. Phone number ending in one four one. Hi, it's Lisha. I just um, started to use um, Trial of Focus, and I had two questions. What what can I do if the iPhone is not recognizing um, a display? Okay, so you've got a Focus Braille display. Yeah, and well, you. Well, sorry, Miss. Yeah, there's a Focus. The fo- Sorry, I misspoke. The focus connected, and then I have a humanware um, trial, and the humanware won't connect, but the Bluetooth of the focus connected. Is there is there anything I could do to like make the other Braille display or to help so, it um, so recognize you, you just, a display? <laughs> you just stepped out of my sphere. As as I understand it, the humanware displays are are very straightforward to connect. The focus isn't going to block. Any other connections? It 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 doesn't care okay. who else connects to your phone. Uh, so my 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 honest answer is I don't know. I don't know how to okay how to do that with a with a humanoid display. I understand it is very straightforward. I've never heard anybody say it was hard. I don't know if anybody else okay. can weigh in on that. 
Uh, maybe. So maybe something else happened. I will check with someone else, but I have a second question. Sure. Um, and this um, deals specifically with focus. Mm-hmm. I was trying to learn how to use the JAWS um, keystrokes with the focus. And sure. I had a question about the modifier keys. And it wasn't, I don't think, I think I'm missing a piece. Okay. Like I know that like the chord for, you know, chord in the number four like escapes but the ones that are more like if i want to find out what time it is on jaws for instance and i need multiple keys how would i go about that okay so let me let's do this in two ways um let's talk about the focus braille display and the fact that there is not an alt or a control key on it or you know shift Mm -hmm. key that kind of thing so we had Mm -hmm. to come up with ways to to let you invoke those commands so what we did was we assigned them to a dot key so, okay. for example, the control key is under your left ring finger. It's dot three. That's control. Yeah. But JAWS has to know you're not trying to enter a dot three, right? Otherwise, you get just weird mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> so Yes, that's, that's why I'm asking. That's, that's, that's right. So anytime you want to say, and let's, let's do insert instead because we'll talk about, we'll talk about time and, and, and sort okay. of JAWS commands. Um, dot three is a good one as well, but we'll come back to that. So let's say insert. So insert is dot two. It's under your left middle finger. So I want to say insert T, for example. And I don't want to put dot twos into my Word document, which I have open. <laughs> I, anytime you want to do a modifier key, you add dot eight and space, dot eight chord. Okay. So if you wanted to do insert T, you do dots two eight space because it, it just, just remember anytime it's, it's a, you know, control, alt, shift, F4, whatever, it's always going to have dot eight. That way Jaws is not confused about what you're doing. Okay. So, okay. Dot two eight chord, and then you can press the letter T, and you'll get insert T as your command. But let's go a step further because you can do that and do time. You could do, uh, you know, insert F F twelve and do time. But there's a faster way because a okay. lot of the commands for your focus are, uh, you know, JAWS commands and Windows commands can be invoked by using the left and right shift buttons. Those those two square buttons in the middle front panel. Mm-hmm. So if you press the right shift button, I do it with my right thumb, just because that's just how it works for me, and press the letter L, JAWS will tell you the time. You have your, you have your display connected? You can give it a shot right now. I actually right. don't have it connected in front of me, but I, <laughs> okay. um, I, I do know, yeah, um, I, I do know what you mean. Right so shift I, L. I, I tried that right and left. That, that part I got. It's oh, the part where it's the I modifier knew something keys. was missing. Um, the modifier keys, because what I did accidentally was I put press the space bar on eight and then tried to press the other number. Oh, okay. Yep, you have so to do them I all together. Sure. So yeah. you've got them all memorized. You got that part licked. Yeah. Dot eight space yeah. has to. So let's say I wanted to do, um, I'm, I'm in Outlook, right? And I want to do uh, control shift V to move a message. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Dot seven is backspace. We all know that, but it's also the shift key if you use it with other stuff. So control shift V and remember, okay. Yeah. Dot seven when accompanied with other dots is the shift key. I know there's a left and right shift button. I didn't make the decision to call them those, but they don't act like (laughs) the shift key on your computer. Okay. Dot seven is the shift key. Unless you press it by itself, then it's backspace. So if I want to do a control shift V to move, something from my inbox, say, to my, uh, you know, my ACB folder, I would press, remember, control is your, your uh, ring finger, dot three, 
Shift is dot seven, so it's my ring and pinky finger on my left hand. And the thing we have mm-hmm. to add is dot eight chord. Always, always, always. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so three seven eight chord. That, then what you've told Jaws is you said control shift. And it's saying control shift what? What's the rest of this? And all you do is press the letter V and it completes the command. Okay. It's it's that straightforward. Um the the thing where you have to kind of hang on for a minute is with the function keys. Because there are twelve of them and we couldn't put twelve you know, function is dot one. We couldn't put twelve dot ones on the display. So function keys, again you're gonna add dot eight chord, dot eight space bar. If I wanted to do F four, just as an example. I'd press dot one eight chord, which says function, and then Jaws is waiting. Well, we went ahead and co-opted the letters A through L. I mean, everybody remembers A through J as 1 through 0, or in this case, 1 through 10. K is 11, L is 12. So F4 would just be, remember, 1 8 space. So that's function, and then the letter D to make it F4. If I want to do alt F4, which everybody does all the time, alt is dot 6. Okay, your right ring finger. So I do one six eight chord just all together, and then the letter mm-hmm. D, and I would have executed the Alt F four command. Okay. Thank you so much. I I really it was confusing Let me reading. Get the back to you. Sure. No, I'm glad. That's that yeah. is great. Um, does that clear it up? Oh, it cleared it up completely because I was trying to do it the first way where I pressed the space bar with. Eight, the eighth chord, and then I thought the next step was to write the oh, you know gotcha. letter, or you know I wasn't putting all those numbers together. Yep, you put and them all together. I, the beautiful thing yeah. about that is if you had the command um, Control Alt Window Shift F nine, you could do it with just <laughs> the two keystrokes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank Thanks for so the question. Much. You're welcome. All right, Diane, go ahead. I would like to know more. I understand that this new uh, focus has some um, note-taking capabilities, and that was in large part the reason why I bought the uh, Braille display that I now have was, mm-hmm. you know, because I could take notes okay. on the fly. So I wondered if you could tell me uh, something about the one that comes with the uh, new fo- focus sure. fifth generation. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. It would be a, a much a much uh, there'd be one person less if you weren't here, which would be a bummer. Um, we have what's called the scratch pad, and the scratch pad is a real basic note taker. It, it not even a note taker. I mean, I hate to call it that because it's a it's a pretty basic. It's a scratch pad. It it wants to be your pencil and paper, if you will, or your slate and stylus. Um, so you can jot down notes. You can. It does have some simple editing features. You can. We have a find and a find and replace. You can cut, copy, and paste. You can do those kinds of very basic things. You can um, do a date and time stamp in there. Uh, and you can save these as files. They can be up to 32 kilobytes in size. And because Scratchpad is dumb, it doesn't really try to interpret or parse or translate or do anything with what you're writing. So you can write in any flavor Braille that you want, uh, you know, your own thing or uncontracted or contracted or grade three because it's memorizing the keystrokes. It puts your keystrokes in the, uh, in the memory. It, it, when you open up your file, it just shows you the dot patterns of what you've brailled. So any language, any grade, anything, um, it doesn't care. It will also let you 
uh, compose and edit and read plain text files. Now, they do need to be in UTF-8 format. You can set that up in, in Notepad or wherever you're going to be uh, maybe composing these files, or you can compose them on the on the focus. Now, the caveat with text files is they must be written in computer Braille. Because Scratchpad isn't real smart. Productivity oh, get my, I get my phone to be quiet because I'm going to turn its audio down. I can do that here. Because, because Scratchpad isn't really smart, it's not interpreting what you're entering. So it wants to see the text files in just the text table we've got in there. So you'll have to do that in computer Braille. So when I use Scratchpad and I do use it, I use it and I just I just do things. I use UEB and so I enter all my stuff in UEB. Um, the other thing it will let you do is you can uh, bring in text files or formatted Braille files, .brf files in from the outside and install them in the books folder that's on the uh, micro SD card. And you can read books, say, from uh, NLS BARD or Bookshare, anywhere that you've got a, a .brf Braille formatted file. So it will let you read those, but you cannot edit them. You cannot compose in that format. So you can... You can use your notes and take notes in Scratchpad with all the features. You can edit and compose text files, but you must do that in computer Braille. And you do have the, the editing features like you would have if you were doing regular Braille notes. And you can move in, you can import, if you will, and read contracted Braille files. Okay, so those are the three things available. Uh, does that does that give you a pretty good understanding? I'm sorry, I muted her already. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sorry let me tell you that. one more thing, Diana. The other thing you can do if you're using um, not the text file, well, you could do it with text files, I, I believe. Now i got to double-check this. But for sure, with if you're brailing your own notes, is there is an export feature that will let you send that, uh, that information to an open edit field on your computer or your iPhone. The only thing you have to remember to do is make sure that VoiceOver or your screen reader on your computer is set to use the kind of Braille code that you wrote your notes in. That way you can take your notes and you can export them. Okay. And if I may interject here for just a second, too, you can switch back and forth quickly between Scratchpad and whatever device you're connected to. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's one command. You can switch back and forth between Scratchpad and whatever you're doing. I'm looking at my notes. Right now I'm looking at the Zoom screen. And with one key press, I can, I'm in, uh, I'm in, oh, I see I left a note open. <laughs> I'm in my notes, my scratch pad, and I can switch back over to look at my computer. Good point. Thanks. Area code 610, you should be able to unmute and talk. There you go. Hi. Um, can you, I need to know where can I go to get the list of all the commands? You can go to our webpage, so freedomscientific.com, arrow down, and you'll see, oh, uh, Liz, what is the, Many, um, under support, I believe it is. And you can press enter there to expand that and arrow down and you'll see documentation. If you go in there, you can press H to move by headings and you'll see Braille displays. And the first link under the Braille displays is the uh, uh, Focus Blue 5th Generation. And in that page, there is a, a JAWS, JAWS Braille commands uh, it's a whole document with every single Braille command there. Jaws oh, input. Them in there. Yep, well, Jaws I'm, Braille input I'm looking for the iOS. The iOS, okay. There is a document in there calling called Using the Focus Blue Braille Display with iOS, and all of them are in there. Um, okay. Yep, it's in that document, and it's a bunch that I never covered because I would have put you all to sleep. <laughs> all right, thanks. You're welcome. 
You can also find more information, too, if you go to our training page at freedomscientific.com slash training, you'll find a Braille hardware page. So there you can find user guides to the focus and also information about the L Braille, frequently asked questions, and some other information like that. So, a lot of really good information on that yeah. training page. Let me let me take this moment then because Liz raises a point that I want to let go just yet. Do you want to tell them, Liz, about any of the other stuff that's available in training uh, that's Braille display related? Because I think there's a lot of great information there that I want to point people towards. We have a lot of information. We have, like I said, the user guides. Uh, we have a companion for teachers. So if you're a teacher out there, um, you're a TVI, you're trying to help your students learn a Braille display. Or if you just want to check that out, it's a document that has a lot of quick tips in it. Um, we also have videos on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. And don't it's, let the uh, videos scare you off because they're very well narrated. <laughs> they, and they are all accessible, so you'll mm -hmm. get all the information. And that's Freedom Scientific Training on YouTube. And then also our podcast, which you can find information about at uh, freedomscientific.com slash podcast. And so we have a lot of training information there. We've done some webinars on the L Braille, on the Focus. So just go to our training page and check out all those webinar pages and all the other training information there. It'll be time well spent. I want to thank you guys for letting Liz and me join you. And uh, it's, it's always fun to, uh, to be a part of this, uh, this time. Absolutely. It's a lot of great information you gave there, Ron. So thanks. <laughs> mm -hmm.